Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where Booklist talks to book people. This Shelf Care Interview is sponsored by Learner Publishing Group. I am Ronnie Curry, Associate Editor, Books for Youth, and today I am talking to Chris Barton. Chris is the author of many acclaimed nonfiction picture books and fiction picture books, including All of a Sudden and Forever, Dazzle Ships, Whoosh, What Do You Do With a Voice Like That, and The Day Glow Brothers, which was awarded a Siebert honor. Chris lives in Austin, Texas with his family, and you can learn more about him at his website, chrisbarton.info. Today, we are going to be talking about Chris's latest nonfiction picture book, How to Make a Book About My Dog, which hits shelves on October 5th. Thank you so much for joining me today, Chris. Well, thank you for having me, Ronnie. I'm really excited to to see if I know how to talk about how to make a book about my dog. (laughs) It's going to get a little bit meta, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Can you kick us off just by introducing listeners to the book, to how to make a book about my dog? Sure thing. So How to Make a Book About My Dog, uh, which I wrote and which Sarah Horn illustrated, is a nonfiction picture book about how nonfiction picture books are made that walks readers through the process of if I were to make a nonfiction picture book about my actual dog, Ernie. And so I thought since this work seems to be rooted in a lot of ways in kids and your interactions with kids, that we would start there. So can you Talk about your inspiration for the project as a whole and just kind of what you hope young readers will take away from it. The inspiration comes from a couple of of different places. One is when I was making Dazzle Ships with Carol Hens at, at Lerner. I had a really hard time figuring out exactly how to tell that story because there were so many different tangents and aspects to the Dazzle Ships story. And for a while, I was trying to tell that's right. I had a version of the manuscript called How to Make a Book. No, it was How to Write a Book about Dazzle Ships. And Carol quite wisely pointed out that maybe this structure would work better for a topic that readers were already familiar with and not use that structure for introducing a topic that they'd never heard of before, like Dazzle Ships. And she suggested how to write a book about a dog. So I kind of filed that away. I do a lot of school visits. And some of the most common questions are, how do you make the books? And by this point in the in my presentations, by the time we get to Q&A, I've, I've quite wisely shown you know, the kids a picture of, of my dog, Ernie, because kids like pictures of dogs. <laughs> and they'll ask, are you going to make a book about your dog? And I took my inspiration from, from those two questions. And often they're not so much asking, how do you how do you write the books? Sometimes they're talking about the physical object of the book, especially the cover of the book, that hard cover. That seems to be the thing that they're most intrigued by. But it was taking the the that seed that Carol had planted with, you know, maybe we should maybe this would be better suited for a different type of, of, of topic. And those repeated questions I got from students at my school visits. I really loved, like when I saw the title, I wasn't sure exactly what the focus was going to be on. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I really love that you you took the route of of the professional publishing process and kind of the, the collaboration that that huge collaboration that goes into making a book, um, rather than kind of storycraft or the DIY bookmaking angle. Because oh. I think kids and adults, frankly, are are just rarely exposed to the reality of publishing and and the possibility of a career in publishing or, or as an author. So, can you talk about the choice to to focus on the, that greater collaborative process? Sure. When kids would ask me, how do, how do I make the books? 
I would always answer, well, I can tell you about part of it. I can tell you about the part that I do. I know the, re the research and the writing and the revision really well, but there's so many other people involved that I really don't know. You would have to ask that question of, of them. And of course, those other people are not in the room in front of those kids. So this was, it got me thinking about, well, how would I, how would they ever learn what those other parts of the job are if, if, if I or somebody else doesn't, doesn't tell it to them? Plus, I've always loved in my nonfiction books, I like writing nonfiction about things that at the outset, I don't know all that much about. And while I do know the writing part, I didn't know the details, even of the illustrator's work. And so writing this book was a chance for me to learn more about the, this, about the rest of this process that I'm involved in. As far as the, the DIY question, you know, I, I made what I think of as my first book when I was in second grade, you know, um, and the, the whole thing is available on my, on my website. If readers want to read how to, no, sorry, what was it called? It was called The Aussie Brothers Meet the Monsters. Yes, I've, I've read it. <laughs> You're familiar with that one. And I, I think, I think making, a, making a book in that sense, I think, it, I hope that it's intuitive. I hope that it doesn't feel like there was any kind of barrier to entry. What I wanted to do was, was tell the story behind these artifacts that hopefully there are hundreds or even thousands of picture books in their school libraries or in their classroom libraries and tell the story about how those sorts of objects came to be and give them an appreciation of just how many different types of, of work are involved, how many different types of people are involved in making those. The decisions, the questions, they're a part of the process. Finding answers to those questions is part of how the book gets made. So the next few questions I have are, are sort of based on how do you make a book about making a book about your dog? <laughs> gotcha. So I'll start with, let's start with research because that seems to be a passion of yours and a real emphasis in this book. So You've written multiple nonfiction books, often historical or, or biographical, mm -hmm. but this seems to be a sort of a new a new direction for you. So how was the research for this book different? Did you learn anything new about the process, even though you've been kind of publishing for a while? I definitely learned more about the process because I was asking questions about parts of the process I'd never really needed to know. My research, I'd say really there were three parts of my research. Part one was looking back at the processes I'd gone through on my own in making my previous nonfiction books, just to make sure that I wasn't overlooking or overestimating or underestimating some aspect of that, of that process. I think in, in the back matter, I believe I, I say how long it takes me to write a book, or how long it takes to make a book from the day I start actively working on it until the day it's published, which is between four and a half and five years. And I wanted to make sure I had that right. So there were, there were lots of lots of, of very nerdy calculations based on how long it had taken me to, to create previous books of mine. So that was one, one aspect. It was just making sure that I was, I was correct in, in talking about my own work. And I also needed to get questions to the illustrator, Sarah Horn, who I've never met. She lives in, in London. And when I wrote the manuscript, there was this kind of this gap where you know, information about Illustrator goes here. So I couldn't fill that gap until I talked with her about the process that she goes through. The biggest part of the research was I made a road trip up to, to Minneapolis in, in summer of 2019 to spend a couple of days with the folks at Learner. You know, I went desk to desk asking people to explain to me how they do 
what they do, their parts of the job, um, what their roles are, the tools that they use, where in the process they come in. So I learned a lot about the, the bookmaking process that way. I guess the other type of research I did, the only actual research I did into my dog was getting his DNA tested. Oh. And we, I did that as an example of how even when you know a subject really well, you still do your research. So, for instance, now we our family has had Ernie for quite a few years. We know him pretty well. When somebody on the street would ask what kind of dog is he, we would say he's a you know, Jack Russell dachshund because that's what he looks like. He looks like a stretched out Jack Russell. But that's not good enough when you're making a nonfiction book for kids or when you're making a book about making a nonfiction book for kids. So we got his DNA tested and the results came back and said more than terrier, more than dachshund. He's a chihuahua and miniature poodle. And nobody in my family believed it. So what do you do? You get more information. We got a different DNA test. Results came back more or less the same. So that was the uh, example I, I provide in the book of researching your subject, even when you think you know it really well. And so you mentioned your illustrator, Sarah Horn. And I just have to say, I, I think she just knocked it out of the park with this. She really, I mean, you have a lot of humor in, in your writing and she really complimented it with this like amazing kind of comic energy that, that's in every page. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of the of the the text, a lot of the illustrated text is text that she provided, text that she wrote to the point where sometimes as I'm reading it, I have a hard time remembering whether that was a, a, a joke or an aside <laughs> that I had in my original manuscript or something that she added in there. I think she's just a, a perfect... She was a perfect choice for this book. And I'm so glad to have gotten to make it with her. For sure. Yeah, I, I wondered that very thing, actually. I, I wanted to ask you about kind of your physical presence in the book. Maybe whose who's original idea was that? Was it always a part of the plan? And, and just what is it like seeing yourself in one of your books, which, I mean, you're, you're there forever. <laughs> I think it's a really cool thing for an author to, uh, to achieve, I suppose. You know, the, the text was always... Now, once I once I began writing even the proposal for this book for Carol, um, the text was always kind of in the format that it appears on the first page where I'm I'm addressing the reader in first person. Hi, I'm Chris Barton. I write books for kids. And I if someone had asked me, hey, does this mean you're going to be depicted on the on, in the book? I would have said, I guess so. But it, it really had not occurred to me that that was that that was going to be how it was it was depicted. Maybe I've, I've gotten so good at at not thinking about what the book is going to look like to leave illustrators room to do what they do best that I didn't even imagine what I was going to look like in this book. I did provide, well, I provided lots of pictures of Ernie mm -hmm. um, for Sarah to use as references. And I guess there were enough pictures of me around and I may have made a point of saying, no, when I visit, when I visit schools, I always wear cowboy boots when I'm on stage. And so it was really funny to me. It's just hilarious to me to see throughout the book, even when I'm out walking the dog, even when I'm lying on my, I'm showing lying on my hotel bed while I'm, I'm traveling to school visits, nothing about what to write. Even then I'm, I'm wearing these cowboy boots, which is not exactly true to life, but I think it's, it's just hysterical. <laughs> so you co-host along with your wife, Jennifer Ziegler, a really mm -hmm. clever video series called This One is Dedicated to... Uh, right. in which you interview authors about their their book dedications. So if you don't mind me stealing from you, sure. I was really struck by your dedication, actually. It, it sort of surprised me and, and kind of moved me. So I wonder if you, I don't know if you have it in front of you. You're welcome to read it or I, I can do. read it. Yeah, I have it um, here. Yeah, tell us a little bit about it. 
I dedicated How to Make a Book About My Dog for Karen Blumenthal, her excellent books, and her excellent dog, Franklin. Karen Blumenthal, who I hope your readers already know about, but if not, I hope they will go racing to their their bookshelves to to find everything that she ever wrote. She was a friend of ours, a terrific nonfiction author, author of nonfiction books for kids. It was a second career for her after being a a business journalist. Um, She she wrote about um, Steve Jobs. She wrote about Hillary Clinton. She wrote about Roe v. Wade. She wrote about um, the Tommy gun. She wrote about Bonnie and Clyde. She wrote about just the, these disparate topics, these fantastic topics, mostly for um, young adult or, or middle grade. Um, she died in spring of, of last year, you know, just very suddenly. And, um, you know, that was it was a big blow for 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 many people. But when Jennifer and I would would be in Dallas on you know school visit travels or author travels of any sort, we would try to see Karen, and some it would involve you know going to her home and getting to spend time not only with Karen and her and her husband Scott McCarty, but also their dog Franklin. And Franklin is just a fantastic dog. Franklin is as is as good a dog as Karen's books are nonfiction. And so I thought it was appropriate to honor Karen and her books but also her dog with this dedication. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. And, and I'll just tack on, if you don't mind, for anyone interested right now, I believe, I think it was Karen's last book, Jane Against the World, this really amazing history of women's reproductive rights written for, for young adults. I highly recommend that, especially in the current state of things. Absolutely. Chris, that's all our time today. Thank you so much for talking to me. Well, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you for for having me on. Absolutely. And thank you everyone else for listening to the Shelf Care interview. This Shelf Care interview was sponsored by Learner Publishing Group, publisher of How to Make a Book About My Dog, available on October 5th. Until next time, happy reading, everyone. Mm